it's a pleasure. Um, uh, the series I do is called Self Made, uh, and I recently watched. This is actually a couple of years ago. You on uh, the Breakfast Club, mm. and you brought up your husband, who I get to meet after the rally, which is taking place when next week. Yep, it starts. We drive off on Monday. Yeah. Monday. Yeah. <laughs> so I get to, which is going to be fun because I get to interview him yeah. after the rally. Yeah. But you literally said the phrase, uh, is it, you, do you talk, do you say to his name Max or Maximilian? I call him Babe. Oh, well, I can't, call, <laughs> I can't call him Babe. Is it Max. I probably, Max. I usually say Max to people. Uh, oh, yeah. Maximilian's a kick-ass name. I know, it's the best. <laughs> yeah. So it was one of our names for our kids, but it just didn't. That's a good name. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you referred to Max as, he's a self-made guy yeah, he is completely why um i mean he i think he embodies being self-made um in the sense that he had a passion that sounded crazy to other people and he had these friends and it was kind of a quirky idea and now it's 20 years it started in 1999 you know what i mean mm. and it's been it's been successful every year it's gotten bigger and bigger every year there's a clothing line there's um, a charity um, arm of it. It's like Gumball 3000 is a huge brand. And I think when you start from a seed, I think we all know that. You start mm. from a seed and you might be the only person who keeps watering it and it blossoms, that's self-made. Do, do you think he recognizes that he's successful? No. Why? And I, it's funny because sometimes I'll say that to him and I'm like, babe, you're good. Like, you know, you've done it. This is your baby. You've grown this baby. I think sometimes with him, which also makes the brand so good, is yeah. that he still has an excitement about it. Like, it's probably the first year, yeah. which is great and which is what you need. But I think sometimes he can't believe how incredible it is and how he touches people and how much people actually love the brand. Um, and I think it takes him... Which I love because yeah. I think, you know, he's never jaded. Yeah. So it's a good thing. Do you think he reflects on his own success? Um, he's British. No, he, they don't reflect. British people don't reflect. He And I say those words. Like, I'll be like, I'm reflecting. I'm like, and he's like, you're crazy. But does he, ref does he use the word? No. Does he um, contemplate? <laughs> Maybe. But I don't think he... No, he doesn't sit in it. He's always on to the next. Yeah. He's always, like, we're, we're already talking about next year's yeah. rally and the year after that. So I don't think he ever allows himself to kind of wallow in it. Do, do you see, uh, do you see him in you? Um, yes, weirdly. I, honestly, there are times I look at him and I'm like, you are so white. Like, how did this happen? And... What does that mean? He's white. He's a white guy. And, but he's like, I never thought I'd be with a white guy. Yeah. So for me, it was like, God, how? and you're British. Like, how? Yeah. I'm like a girl from Philly. Like, how? <laughs> um, but on the core of our relationship, and other friends have said that to me too, like, I never thought, like, y'all two together. But then when they're with us, they're like, I so get it. He's my homie. He is my friend. He's all the cliches that, because I'm not a romantic, he's all the cliches that I heard yeah. that are actually true. And for some reason, we have just that core value of being a hustler, working hard, believing in, you know, what you believe in and making it happen. And um, and he's a good person. I think and I've been fortunate because to me, this is like therapy talking to people like you. It is therapy. Um, <laughs> Free therapy. 
It, it is, <laughs> and I get to talk to people that I admire, and you're one of those. Um, and then I also get to talk to young people who don't quite know that what they have. Right. Um, but do you think uh, that uh, he or you kind of gets what happened? Because you're now both... Now you do. Now I do. I'm, you know, I'm a grown-up yeah. now. Um, when you're in it, though, I think it's those years of confusion and trying to figure it out and trying to, not just trying to figure out what your business might be, but who you are as a person. Yeah. And what makes sense for you and what works and what doesn't. And that's a constant thing as you grow. But I think as you, as an adult, you just know which alleys not to go down yeah. as much, if that makes sense, you know? So now what, I realize it. What would he say about you? Would he consider Who knows? you? Why? I don't know. He'd be thinking I'm crazy. He thinks I'm crazy sometimes. I don't know what he would say. I'm interested to hear. He better say something good. All right. Well, I'll ask him. We'll compare <laughs> yeah. notes. Yeah. But, but would you say, I mean, I think of you as uh, a self-made person. Do you see that? 100%. 100%. I mean, I, my mother had me at 17 years old. Like, mm. I'm from Philly. Like, I'm a female MC. And, you know, there are so many things. I always was, the things that I wanted were always beyond where I was born. Always. But I always knew that it was what I was supposed to have. Where did that come from? That I don't want know. of more? I honestly don't know. And I think that's something that every self-made person has. Mm. I think there's some invisible something, whether you call it fire, ambition, determination, whatever those words are, there is not a word big enough for what you actually feel. And it's something that pulls you that you can't, you just have to go towards it. I don't know what it is. Uh, do you have brothers and sisters? I have a brother, yeah. Older or younger? Younger. He's 24. Okay. Mm. Um, did, when did music kick in for you? Very, very, very early in my life. I was one of those kids that was like, I was singing, I was dancing, I was making up dance steps, I had a group. Um, I did everything. I did ballet. I played the violin. Like, I was just one of those kids. But was there, when you were a little kid, yeah. what did you want to be? If someone um, asked you, your parents asked, I just say to my own kids, what do you want to be? When right I now my son wants to be Darth Vader, but that doesn't count. <laughs> right. Well, the thing is, like, when I was a kid, I think I said, from a very young age, I would say the, like, stuff that I think you wanted to say to teachers and parents, like, I want to be a fire person. Yeah, 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 yeah. And not until I got about, I would probably say, like, 12 is when I was like, I love music. This is it. I was like, I started writing poems. Was there somebody? Was there some musician? Was there some singer? There were groups. You know, I'm back in the day, for me, it was like ABC. It was Color mm. Me Bad. It was In Vogue. It was Will Smith. It was Big Daddy Kane. DJ. You know, it was Salt and Pepper. It was, yeah. the more I saw that, the more I was like, this is what I want to do. My dad, um, who wasn't in my life always, when I was younger, he was, and he was like, um, like, not a professional DJ, like, you know, but he would DJ in the neighborhood um, at my grandmother's house. And I and I say in my first album, I actually write to him, to my biological father, thank you for my hip hop. Thank you for my music. Um, and I do believe I do get some of that from him. Do, do you do you see, I guess this is a bigger, bigger picture question, but uh, what is success for you? Meaning, yeah. was it about... Uh, when, 
putting a song out, did that make you happy? Or being number one, did that make you happy? What was it that, that kind of triggered for you? Um, I mean, back then it was like, if you heard your song on the radio, that was like, yeah. Do you remember that? I do. What was it? Um, it was actually a remix that I was put on from Rough Riders. Um, it was the Stop Drop remix. Um, and that was pretty much my introduction that here's this girl we signed to Rough Riders. And I was in Harlem on 125th Street sitting in a, um, I think I was in a Suburban. And it came on Hot 9-7 and I was like, that's me. Like, that's the Were you with craziest friends? feeling. Were you with friends? Were they? I was with, was I writing? I might've been, I think I was in the car by myself. Cause I was writing. Yeah. Um, and then I think I called somebody and it was like, yo, it's on the radio. Like, that's like the craziest feeling. Yeah. It honestly is it's one of the craziest feelings to hear yourself on the radio. And then, then from that to see your like CD, like it's the crazy, it is a crazy feeling. So, so take a step back. Yeah. Your, did you have a break? Did you have something that, that happened to you that kind of uh, catapulted you to the next step? From that moment, I mean, the thing is, I've had my moments. My moment could have been my first ever deal was with Dr. Dre. Yeah. How did he find you? Um, <laughs> his right-hand man came to Philly. Um, and my managers at the time were the local drug dealers, <laughs> my homies. And, um, and they called me and was like, yo, we got Dre's right-hand man coming in town. Um, we need, we just taking him around. But you're going to act like the weed girl, like, because he wants some weed. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, and I was like, well, what the hell do I do when I ain't got no weed? And he was like, we just going to put on some music. You start rapping. And that's what happened. Like, we got to this house, and I stood up. They put a tape, and I started rapping. And then he was like, the f*** is happening? Yeah, he thought weed. I was selling weed. He was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. where is the weed? And then he finished listening to me, like, let me rap. And then he called Dre right there and was like, yo, I think we found our girl. And that next weekend, I was in L.A. Do, like recording a demo for Dr. Dre. It was nuts. But then I got dropped eight months later. Why and is was that? back in Philly. <laughs> do, do, you, do you remember what that felt like? Yeah, it felt like shit. It felt crazy. It felt crazy because I'd had this big going away party. And like I was in this condo. I had all this money. Like I was 18. You felt like things were I happening. I left Philly. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, things were happening. And then when they dropped me and I was back home, it was like, I remember my biggest fear, actually. I didn't want to get on the bus. Like, that is one of my big... I was like, I'm not getting back on the bus. Like, that's yeah. crazy. Because you're kind of somebody. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, if people knew that I got back on the bus, like, that's nuts. I was depressed. Yeah. Um, but it only took about, like, a three weeks to a month. And then I got another phone call, like, yo, you need to go up to Yonkers tonight. And I was like, why? Like, they're like, Rough Riders, they might want to sign you, but you got to go, like... You gotta go battle for it. I was like, okay. And I went up to Yonkers and they put me in a cipher and I basically battled for cypher my life. Cipher means what? A cipher is basically a circle for those of you who do not know. Okay. A cipher is a circle of people rapping, battle rapping. Um, and yeah, so but I you basically, have to prove yourself. you have to prove yourself. So I basically was in a cipher for like, I don't know how long it took, but then they signed me based off of that. When I and I was thinking about this interview today, and again I'm learning. I'm yeah. I'm like 50 this year in November. Yay! I got a big one coming too. Oh, you don't have to tell me. Are you Sagittarius? I don't mind 40. No, November. No, November. 10. Is that Sagittarius? Scorpio. Oh, Scorpio. I'm Sagittarius. <laughs> but even today, I was thinking about you. Is 
everything I've ever done is based on failing. Mm. So, but I've only realized that today. Yeah. So it's like every, I don't look at things as a positive. I look at, boy, how can I make it better? Totally. So at that moment for you, did, yeah. could you think like that? I think it was do or die, yeah. period. It was like, was I depressed? Yes. Was I like, this was my time, this was my time? Yes. But if you get another call, you got to be ready. Yeah. Period. And I would never give up on myself. It was just like, regardless of me being sad or depressed, I was not giving up on myself. So, yeah. After you heard yourself on the radio, what was next? What was the next big break? Um... Well, at that time, I was secure in the sense that I was signed yeah. to Rough Riders. And I, I always called Rough Riders, for me, was my hip-hop boot camp. Um, because I was in the studio, if not as long, longer than the dudes. I was right, and I had to prove myself to them. Um, and quickly, it flipped from these remixes that I was on to, you need to do an album right now. And we need to put it out in, like, two months. Mm. So I had two months to do my first album, and, you know, thankfully... Knock on wood that, you know, it all went well and that basically catapulted everything. Um, today, and I've, I've been fortunate to interview a few women mm. um, who I think are hugely successful. Mm -hmm. Do you, did you see yourself as a girl, a woman, trying to break into the, to, to music? No, I, I never wanted to be, oh, she's good for a girl. Yeah. You know, my, I always wanted to be respected as an MC, period. Yeah. Not like, oh yeah, you know, period. So yeah, that was a big deal for me. I never looked at me being a female as like, oh, I'm a girl trying to break in. I always knew, obviously I was around a bunch of dudes always. Yeah. Hip hop is a male dominated field, but I never saw it as like a problem. Who, who was in your corner? Um, Darren Dean. Joaquin Dean, those are founders and owners of Rough Riders. Um, Kasim Dean, who y'all know as Swiss Beats, you know, that's like my brother. Um, and and all the various people who came up, all the MCs that was with me, whether it was Drag On, Infrared, or DMX, or The Locks, you know, I had a really- Different I was, points in time, different people. Well, no, this was my crew, Yeah. period. And I, and I always say to people that I was very lucky as being being the one female that I was very protected. These guys actually treated me like a baby sister. Yeah. And they really protected me and respected me. Um, and I was very lucky. Do, can you look today and see, do you see that same type of kind of support going out there in the music world or no? I don't think so. I mean, you know, there's always that one female in a crew. That is something that always happens, which is annoying because it's like there's enough light for all of us. Yeah. But, um, I don't see, I don't feel it as much. Like there's not a lot of female MCs, yeah. obviously, that are out. Um, and, and not to say that any female needs men to validate them because that's not the truth. Sure. I just think that that is the way of hip hop and I think that's the mindset. And so unfortunately, a lot of females can't come up. Um, wait, I think I went off, what was the question? <laughs> no, it's d d supporting women today. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, there's none. <laughs> Basically, there's not enough. Put it that way. There's definitely not enough. Support. Why though? I have no idea. I honestly don't. I, I really don't. And I think going back to me saying like we don't need men to validate us, um, there's a sisterhood missing within hip hop as well that we don't hold each other up yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, and even back for me, like when I was out, there was a few 
different types. You know, there was Trina, there was Missy, there was Kim, there was Foxy, there was like, and we all kind of had our time at the same time to a certain extent, and now it's just it's just not like that. Uh, you, you mentioned Trina, and I had a chance to interview Trina. I love Trina. Um, and what I thought was amazing was, and there's a few people, Thug, Young Thug is like that too. Mm. They were well known as little kids. Mm. Like even before music, everyone kind of looked up to them. Yeah. And I can't relate to that. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you see that in yourself in the sense of not really, you had to kind of cut your own? Um, I don't know. I mean, in my, in Philly, I was, you know, people knew me in my hood. Why? <laughs> like, you but know, why though? Because I was always the girl with the short hair that rapped. Because mm. I always rapped everywhere I went. So, and I always showed up to a show or I always showed up to like the Roots, for instance. I've known the Roots since I was 15 because I was going to their concerts. Like, that's how far back. And then they started putting me on stage. How did they find, like, what did you do? Did you rap for them? Did yeah, you... well, they started knowing that just from doing shows, they were like, oh, yeah, you're that girl, and blah, blah, blah. And then I got invited in to do a song with them. And, you know, it just was one of those kind of things. When do you think you got comfortable with you? Whew, that's a journey. Um, it's been a few years. It's the, I think it's all the cliches of age. But I also went through a lot of, I did a lot of self-medicating for which a Which means time. what? Which drinking, partying, um, being out with the wrong people, just, I also just looked for in the wrong places. I've had a nervous breakdown. I've like, so through all that praying, rebuilding, trying to figure out who the fuck I am and what truly makes me happy has allowed me to start being comfortable with myself. So to me, everything you just said is, to me, honesty. Yeah, and honesty. But but most most people yeah. aren't honest. that honest. I know. So where does, what do you think it is? My honesty, the more honest I am with myself, the better my life is. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Like, yeah. And that's really that one plus one equals two. And it took me a long time, and it's still a, a work in progress. But I'd rather be this way. And that's why I was saying before when I said I'm, I'm just becoming comfortable with being vulnerable because vulnerability is, I used to look at it as a weakness, but it's not. It's a strength, you know? Yeah. It really is a strength. And it's something that, especially when I was younger, because of me having to get out of my hood, get out of Philly, I need to make this happen. It was like all these things that I have to put on myself, all this armor that I have to put on to be in this business, all this shit. I'm thankful in the sense that I've survived that part, which was beautiful and I'm blessed. But now I'm able to be in a different place in my life that I don't need that type of armor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, I know I'm going off, but like, it's a nice place to be, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, do you share that? Yeah. And what's helped me share it, to be honest, I was not this, last year, if we had this conversation, it probably wouldn't be this conversation. I've been on this show, which is why I'm in LA, called The Talk, which is a talk show, which has allowed me to open up and share my experiences where I was scared to before, but it's, the more I share, the more I wanna share. Yeah. And I, I don't, like honestly, last year, we would not, this wouldn't be the conversation. It wouldn't be. Not this honest, not like this. So. Do you think, is, that, is it that feeling, for me it would be that feeling of taking stock of where I am. Yeah, so but you, I, t I said I have a big birthday coming and I yeah. think it's an age thing too. Yeah. I really do, I hate the f 
say that. Because I actually have to call my mom every birthday and tell her to find my birth certificate because I don't think I'm as old as I am. But the older I get, the better it is. And honestly, to me, I, I will be 18 forever. Yeah. In my head, I'm 18. You know, those numbers are whatever. But if I could be, if I was 18 with this right here, yeah, nuts. you'd have it all. I would be nuts. Do, uh, when you hear your own music today, what does it make you feel like? If I'm in a place, embarrassed, but happy, but then when, but proud. Like I am, I'm proud of myself. I am truly, truly proud of myself, honestly. Um, my music has always been my diary and it's let you know where I'm at at that point in my life. So anytime I hear stuff, I'm like, oh fuck, I remember I was going through this. Mm. Or damn, I remember I was with him. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know what I mean? It takes you, it's a nice journey. Do you like where you are today in the sense of whether it's Max, whether it's, you know, you're you're just as involved in, in Gumball now with the talk. Mm -hmm. Do you like where this is? I love it. I do. I love it because I think, I don't know. I, like I said before, I like discovering. Mm. So all these different places have allowed me to discover things about myself. Um, yeah, it's nice. Are you doing new music? Yeah, I've been recording. Um, I started recording last year in London. Everybody on the album so far is from London or Paris or somewhere. Um, actually, the only American that's, that made me a beat is Dallas Austin so far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to put it out. I can't, like I'm excited about it. Are you just excited about that as you were 10, 15 years 100%. ago? 100%, because it's a new, it's where I am now. And I want people to hear where I am now. Do you think the sound is different? Definitely, but not me, not the core of me, just the music of it. Um, I'm always gonna be a lyricist, I'm always gonna write, but the music is different because I've been inspired by being in London and I've been inspired by Afrobeats and reggae and the hip hop that I hear there. Um, so yeah, and, and it's a lot of that in it. So the, the rally coming up, Yes. Uh, the car you're gonna drive this year, what? Aston Martin. I'm not sure exactly which one. I haven't asked him. How exactly. many people in the car with you? Just me and him. That's it. Yeah. You're not driving. Do you ever? Have you ever driven separate cars? Yes, twice. My first one ever. That was a years fight. Ago, eight years ago. You had a fight with him, and you decided. No, it was my first one. It's how I met him. I met him on Gumball. Oh wow. That's how we met. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when we got married, we we went from uh, Miami to Ibiza, and we got married in Ibiza afterwards. So I drove with my best friend and my cousin and he drove with his so who friend. gets inside the car who gets to decide which car we flip it every year <laughs> so anytime he picks it's always a two-seater it's always something small um anytime I pick I'm like can we get like I need space I got luggage so this year's him this year's him but at least it's an Aston Martin like I can't complain my ass will be padded. It'll were be you, fine. <laughs> were, you, were you into cars before this? I was, but in a different way. So, like, I've always been the girl with, like, like even, like, when I used to live here, I've had, I've had, I love AMGs, I love Benzes, I love um, Maseratis and, like, all that stuff. I just like anything with a loud engine. With him, it's become more of an education because now I go to all these car events and, you know, there's a lot of vintage cars there and um, crazy auctions and, like, so getting to like Pebble Beach, like I'd never gone to Pebble Beach yeah. before, and but I love it. It's it's really cool, and I love his knowledge and his passion. So was yeah. he always into cars? Oh my god, 
always. Like, even when I talked to his parents, when he was, like, a kid, he would line cars up, like, at four years old, like, on the floor. Like, he... So is he doing... Would he... Would you say he's doing exactly what he wants to be doing? It's crazy. Mm. Like, his, his whole life... And when you talk to him, you'll see, like, he embodies... He is, like, it is his lifestyle. Mm. He is, you know, he was a skateboarder first. He was a BMX biker. He went to fashion school. Like, he, like, was a race car driver. Like, it's all been, his dad rode motorcycles. Like, his, it's, he embodies his life. It's crazy. What did you see in him? Um, a quiet confidence, mm. which, especially coming from hip-hop, was a nice refreshing. <laughs> it was refreshing because it was like, and like I said to you before, I'm not a romantic, but I remember meeting him and being like, I need to know what he does every day. Like I was more interested in him than mm. I'd ever been in anyone. Um, and that was nice. Not just because he's not in music, but it. it I mean, that was a big, yeah. that was a big pull too, because he wasn't in music, but just him as a person. What would he say about you? I don't know. I honestly, I, if you had I to project, swear if you, to God, I don't know. He, I mean, we tease each other. Like, he always says, I knew I loved you when I saw you, but men have to say shit like that. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe he saw my ass. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. And I know he saw me perform. I do remember that night I had to perform. Did he know who you were? He kind of knew, but not really. Yeah. Because um, he's into The Clash, which he got me into, which I love now. Um... You know, he's a punk rocker. He's not a hip-hopper. But you, you didn't know who he was. I didn't have a clue. You went to... Uh... I got invited to do it by Puma, who was one of the sponsors that yeah. year. So I just knew I was going on this adventure. I love cars. Like I, and I, I'm a tomboy. I was like, oh, this is a, me being a girl in a man's world again. Like, I love shit like that. So that's all I knew. And Did we... he introduce himself? I'm the, I own this? No. We met on red carpet. The PR actually was like... Just in time. We literally showed up at the same time on red carpet and took a picture. And that was eight years ago. We've been together ever since. And we looked at each other. And I remember being just like, oh, he's cute. Mm -hmm. um, does he include you in his thoughts and process? Yes. And yes. I know <laughs> a lot about Gumball, which I love. But there are times where I'm just like. It's too much. Because mm. it's, it's incredible, the logistics. Yeah. I honestly am sometimes like, babe, I don't understand how you do this every year. It's so extensive. You know, it goes from however many employees he has every day that work on the clothing line or whatever, maybe 30, 40 in a building to like a thousand employees. Yeah, for the with, one, for the one yeah. week. It's insane. And then on top of that, there's concerts. And then you have to do dinners and lunch stops and countries mm. and it's amazing. It's, I'm so proud of him. Like, it's incredible. Do you include him on what you're doing? Yeah. Like, I'll send him music when I do music. If it's a photo shoot. Like, do yeah. Do you care what show. he says? Of course. I mean, if I don't like it, then I'm like, whatever. Yeah. But, of course, I care. You know, I want him to be into what I'm doing. Definitely. And he's, I've never been with somebody more supportive. I've never, ever had this in my life. Ever. Ever. Good for you. Yeah, it's nice. I think... If I try to think what I like the most, mm -hmm. I like executing ideas. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's mine. Mm -hmm. I want to try something that I think, wow, that's a good idea. Let's go see if this can work. Yeah. And it, it's not about the money. It's not about, I don't want any satisfaction. I don't care. No one cares about me. 
I just want to know it worked. Yeah. Which is a horrible thing in the sense of uh, there's no, once, it's, once it happens, it's mm-hmm. kind of, I want the next one. Yeah. But it's a great thing because I want more. Yeah. Do, you, do you have that? Do you have that yeah. sense of more? Well, um, really early on, one thing Dr. Dre said to me is never be complacent. And I've always taken that. Always. Like, okay, you did good. You big. What else? Keep moving. I've always taken that. And I think I, I don't think you should be complacent. I don't think you should ever stop. If you can keep going, keep challenging yourself. Keep growing. Keep trying new things. Yeah, definitely. Do you see the next, uh, you said you have a birthday coming up. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, mm-hmm. you know, two years, three years, mm-hmm. five years. Oh, yeah. Is there a plan or, it's not a bad thing if there's yeah. not, because mm-hmm. I don't have one. Yeah. But is there more you want? Of course. I mean, I don't call them plans either. I put things out. There's a structure, there's a visual, there's an idea of things or a thing. Um, I don't like plans either, because I believe you have to be flexible. Life is what it is. Um, but yeah, of course, you know, we haven't had kids yet. Like, I haven't learned a language. Mm. Um, I have projects that I haven't produced or created. Like, there's, there's lots of things. I have to put out new music. You know, I'm, there's tons of things that I want to do. Um, so, yeah. Do you prior, how do you prioritize? Um, I think it happens naturally if you pay attention. Mm. If that makes sense. Right? It does. It's like, it's, it's one of those things that... Yeah, it happens naturally if you pay attention the right way. Things kind of come. My first question was about Max and Mm self-made. So based on this conversation, anything that you've learned about yourself that embodies Eve? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I am definitely... I surprise myself, um, which is nice. Like... I, I'm more than, I like knowing that I'm more than what I probably thought I was when I was a kid. Um, even though I wanted so much more, I don't think I knew how strong I was, how resilient I was, how, um, you know, just, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm proud of myself. Well, I'm, uh, I'm a huge fan. Thank you. Uh, I think you are the OG. I think... <laughs> Uh, uh, as I said, I'm, I'm not good with compliments, but uh, you've done some amazing things and your honesty is brutally wonderful. Oh, thank uh, you. So I cheers to you, thank you and all your success to come. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.